This is the Voiceless Speak Forever podcast, and I'm your host, Hepburn. Today, we'll be talking about author Paul Catanaris. He has a PhD in art history from UCLA and has written three books on the visual culture of death used as memento mori. Every single photo you see in his books and on his social media page are photos taken by him. He has loved animals ever since he was a young child, and you can see the reverence he has for animals on his Instagram page. What do I mean by this? Well, you'll soon find out. Do I do advocacy work? I guess you could say that, but certainly not of any normal variety. I honor roadkill animals. When I find them dead on the side of the road, I stop for them, pull them off the road if they are still on it, and honor their memory. The way this is known by most people is through a photo series in which I wrap them and leave flowers or other offerings at their side, and then take a photo as a memorial out at the spot where they died. To me, it's a way to remember a voice silenced, to affirm that some creature lived and thrived and loved, sharing our world, but then had its life brutally stolen by these speeding contraptions that we have invaded the world with. I don't always photograph them, though. I stop and honor many more than I photograph. In terms of why, it's a matter first of all of me wanting to present them in a loving and respectful way. There is no gore in the photos I shoot of them. I'm not doing this to be macabre. That's why I cover them. I want them to be presented with some aspect of the beauty they knew in life. If I cannot do that, just like today, when I stopped for a cat that was literally sprayed across the road, he was a bloody pulp and his intestines pulled out about five feet. I won't take that photo, but I will still honor him. In that cat's case today, for example, I still made sure to pull him off the road, all of him, and leave him in a place of peace, and I left an offering at that spot. I also don't always photograph them because, frankly, this can get psychologically very heavy at times. I began honoring roadkill when I was living in Joshua Tree, out in the California desert. There's a lot of roadkill out there. Well, to be fair, what I've found is there's a lot of roadkill everywhere if you start training your eyes to see it, but it's easier to spot along desert roads. Anyway, seeing all of this roadkill was always very troubling, and one day, I saw a coyote that had been struck and killed, very young. I stopped for it. I pulled over and walked up to it. Stunningly beautiful coyote pup. It had just been killed, and it was still soft. But there was not a mark on its body. It looked like it was just sleeping. And this scene seemed so utterly tragic. I sat there, wishing there was something I could do, some way to memorialize it. It so happened that a few days later, again driving through the desert, I stopped in a small town, and there was a VFW having a rummage sale. I went over there, and there was a huge bag of flowers, all different kinds of flower arrangements, plastic flowers mostly, but some dried real ones, and a bunch of other stuff, maybe from a giant wedding or something. 
There were two huge bags full of stuff, and the woman there said, I love to get rid of all of that. You can have it all for $5. So I bought all this stuff, realizing at the time, with the image of the coyote pup still on my mind, that maybe this was a way I could memorialize all these animals I kept finding on the roads. It is important for me personally to honor them because I feel so much pain seeing them that they have been killed in this brutal way along the road. This road being something so unnatural to their environment that I don't think they truly even understand it. I can't not have empathy and I can't not try to cultivate a voice through these photos that speaks of their former presence in these places. As for we, is it important that we honor them? Some people would no doubt think this is absolutely unnecessary. My opinion is that I think it's important to us as an inherently specious society to have that visible reminder. You have to realize that I hate doing this. I would be happy to never have to do this again, although that's not going to happen. I'll keep finding them and I'll keep memorializing them. And I don't know that any are more memorable because each life is equal to me, all equally tragic. Though, maybe each one is the new saddest one. There's sadness to find wild creatures, not a part of the society at all, simply trying to live their lives and finding it increasingly difficult as we continue to encroach upon them. There's another terrible sadness when you realize it was a pet. The creature that had been loved and is now lost, not only in its life lost, the heart of whoever owned this creature will be broken too. As a pet owner, I can sympathize. I have three cats myself. Although one of them is figuratively a ghost, no one sees her but me. Literally, no one. Even the girl who currently feeds my cats when I'm out of town has never seen that one a single time makes me wonder if she really is a ghost sometimes. Although, she shows up in photos. Her name is Pig, and she's a tortie and a senior. My best-known cat is Baba. Baba is kind of a supermodel. She does cosplay series, and all humility aside, she truly is a remarkable model, as she's not just a cat in a costume. She seems to actually take on the persona she's dressed as. She's a tabby and also now a senior. Baba also wrote A Cat's Tale, although there are some nasty rumors that I may have ghostwritten it for her. She would deny this, and I think it's best I not comment either way. It's a book about feline history, told from a cat's perspective with her as a narrator, and it is illustrated with photos of her cosplaying characters from the great drama of history. So she appears variously in ancient Egyptian guise, Roman guise, etc., and as famous personages, Napoleon, for example, Cardinal Richelieu, all of whom had something to do with the evolution of the human-feline relationship. A Cat's Tale is available pretty much through all normal vendors. It's a mass-market book. Cheapest are the big online booksellers, the usual suspects. I don't know how many stores currently carry it. It was in all of them when it first came out. Although, bookstores nowadays turn over stock frequently, so online is probably the easiest place. The third is Walter, a gray tabby, two years old. I got him as a kitten during the pandemic. 
He was the tiniest little thing, and even at the age of only eight weeks, already had a broken leg that had healed improperly, leaving him with a permanent leg curvature on the front right, although it doesn't slow him down one bit. He's a born adventure cat, loves to ride with me in my cheap off-road. I have always felt that our animals are a mirror of us, and this is the case with these three. I definitely see in each of them a distinct aspect of my personality. Pig is the part of me that is very elusive, and I can definitely be an elusive person. Baba is the part of me that is ambitious and gets things done. And Walter is the child that will always live with me, that pushes me out to continue adventuring and exploring. Thank you so much, Paul, for sharing your story with us. I and so many other people are grateful for you honoring the life of the animals killed on the road. But I'm also sorry that you've seen so much death and that you will continue seeing it. Everyone, if you are interested, please check out Paul's Instagram page, Hexen Cult, H-E-X-E-N-K-U-L-T. The images are really beautiful, haunting, and moving. And by the way, to Baba, I do believe you wrote the book, so don't let the haters get you down. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, make sure you share the VSF podcast because this is one of the few, if not the only podcast that puts a spotlight on animal abuse cases. Rate and review the podcast on wherever you listen to it. Email me anything you want me to cover at vsf.officialpodcast at gmail.com and follow VSF's Instagram page, the period VSF period official. Also, make sure you check out handmade crochet dog and cat toys and bags for humans available on VSF's official Etsy page, VSF official. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, toodles!